my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Full House Friday, everyone. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I'm bringing you the next episode in the Dating Disaster series for February. Season 3, episode 15, entitled Lust in the Dust, which aired January 26th. 1990. And this episode, Danny dates a slob. And wow, they're, uh, they don't mince words there, do they? And Michelle hides everything. So this episode's got a 7.0 out of 10 based on 238 ratings. We do have returning Debbie Gregory, who plays Karen in this episode. However, in season two, Baby Love, she played Becky's sister, Connie, and will again play Becky's sister, Connie, in season four's The Wedding, parts one and two, as well as she played in season three's The Greatest Birthday on Earth. She played a, like, the aunt of a neighborhood boy who goes to Michelle's party. I don't even think she gets a name in that episode. Alright, this episode was directed by Tom Rickard, or Rickard, <laughs> one of them. Writers Jeff Franklin, the creator, and Gigi Vorgan, a writer, and Bobby Fine also has a writing credit for this episode. Trivia is pretty much the same. The actress that plays Karen also plays Rebecca's sister Connie. Last appearance of Debbie Gregory as Karen, but not the last appearance of Gregory herself. She later reprises her other role as Connie. Becky's sister in the wedding. And it says the one minute version of the theme song is used. There is a continuity goof. When Michelle returns the hidden items in her bedroom, she reaches into the hiding place with her left hand and her back facing the camera. It then cuts to a very brief shot of Jesse, then back to Michelle, and she is now reaching with her right hand and facing the opposite direction. Well, she's a child. She doesn't know continuity. And there, of course, is no trivia for this episode. So before I jump to the episode, I want to let you Tanner newbies who have just jumped onto the Tanner train, started listening to the podcast. There are a couple things that I want to let you know that set this podcast, Full House podcast, apart from others. First of all, this is one of two Full House slash Fuller, well, this is the only Full House slash Fuller House podcast really out there. I mean, the podcast How Rude, the Full House podcast, did cover seasons one and two of Full House. But they did not continue on with the series after they finished their coverage of Full House. So, there is one other clean Full House podcast, and that is the What's This Full House podcast that I believe they just announced that uh, the po- that podcast is now available on iHeartRadio, so if you listen to iHeartRadio, you can hear the podcast there. 
Also, another thing about this podcast is that I don't do episodes in order of air date, episode by episode, season by season. I choose to do them in theme or character order. So, right now, we are in the Dating Disasters slash Valentine's Day Romance Hit or Miss kind of series for the month. Last month, we did Jesse and the Girls. Before that... In December, I did the double feature, We're Moving, Moving In, double feature. And also, next month, I will be covering Danny's journey up the career ladder from his time as a sportscaster to his time as co-host of Wake Up San Francisco. I will be covering two episodes from season one, season one, Knock Em Out where he interviews Reggie the Sandman, the boxer, played by Ernie Hudson, and also our very first promo where Wake Up, <laughs> this woman comes in and she's doing a promo for the news channel for all the sports announcers, and it's, <laughs> it's a nightmare in itself, just the ideas that this lady comes up, I don't know where they found her, but um, she... What she views Danny and his family as and what the family actually is and represents wants to put out there for the world to see are two totally different ideas. It's Her version is insanely crazy, but we'll get into that in March. And of course, the final episode in Danny's career ladder journey, season three's, I believe it's the finale of season three in Pat. Our very first telethon where he and Becky host a 24-hour telethon. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, the idea that you'd have to be up 24 straight hours. I, I don't know how he did it. I really don't know. Uh, but he did and kind of failed at it a little bit. But we'll get to that when I cover that episode. That'll be towards the, pretty much probably towards the end of March. And, of course... April, the podcast is celebrating its third anniversary. Yes, I started this podcast in April 2019. And with that, I will be finally getting to, after three years, the serious episodes. So I will be covering Just Say No Way, so the drinking episode of season three with DJ and Kevin. Kevin's last appearance, in fact. Also, season... Four's Shape Up. It's another DJ episode where she wants to get in shape for Kimmy's hotel pool party, birthday party thing she's got going on. And DJ just, she goes to the extreme and not in a healthy way. Also, season six is, I do not know another TGIF show that handled an episode about child abuse. I believe there is one of Boy Meets World with a character played by Ariana Richards, a friend of Sean's who is being physically abused by her father. And this in this episode, season six, Silence is Not Golden, there is, he's kind of, a, he's a troublemaker, I guess maybe you could even call him a partial bully. Classmate of Stephanie's who reveals that his father does hit him from time to time. And she has to come to the decision, 
even after he swears her to secrecy, she has to come to the decision to do what is right. To break that promise and tell somebody about it. Oh my gosh, that is such a good episode. Um, another episode was done in the 80s of a show I covered for a podcast, Silver Spoons, Season 2, Spare the Rod, was another episode about child abuse, which I'll probably play um, a clip from that episode. There was one done of Punky Brewster in the very last season. It was called Bad Dog, and I gotta tell you, I was not happy with how that episode came out. I really felt... It could have been written better. It really could have been written better. The not so much the act. It's just you know they get go with what they have, but it's just the right that episode could have been a lot better. And of course, the last episode of the serious episode series for April will be season eight's Under the Influence, where Kimmy and DJ go to a frat party. Seniors in high school, they go to a frat party. Uh, I will be ranting and raving <laughs> during that episode. Um, very angry about that. So, yeah, and Kimmy has a little too much to drink. And that is the episode that has revealed how exactly Pam died. Because up till then, we only knew it was an accident, you know, they do say, yeah, and goodbye, Mr. Bear. Danny says after the car accident. So it is a car accident. We just don't know. We didn't know what had happened. Car accident could mean a number of different things. But I like how they tied that in there. And maybe that could be why, you know, DJ has never been pressured to drink. Even in the Just so, Say No Way episode, she was not... She was angry with those boys. Like, you're drinking, even with Kevin's, like, you're drinking beer. Like, what's wrong with you? Because, yes, it is revealed, spoiler alert, that DJ, the girl's mother, was killed by a drunk driver. Much like the Salinger children from Party of Five, their parents, both their parents, in fact, were killed by a drunk driver. And that show came out in 1994, right as... The Full House show was, you know, gearing up towards the end. It wouldn't end until 95, but even still, it's just... That is a really, really major topic for a show. Even, I know there's an episode of Family Matters where Steve goes to a party and someone... I think someone spikes his drink is what happens. And he he does get, you know, drunk. But the way that they do it, it just it, it's played more for laughs. Whereas, like, I know there are serious, like, the episode I'm doing of Family Matters for Black History Month this month, Fight the Good Fight. And I know, guys, I'm sorry I'm going off on a long tangent here. But, um, yeah, I just, they, I want to see other Family Matters episodes as far as, well, at least in the first three seasons that I have, I only have three seasons and they took the show off of Hulu, so. And I'm not getting HBO Max. I have enough streaming services to, uh, <laughs> yeah, be entertained for a lifetime, let's just say that. <laughs> um, yeah, so just so you know, yes, this Full House podcast, Fuller, Fuller House, Full House podcast is 
an all ear ages ears of all ages basically podcast you can listen to it with your kids around you don't have to worry that i'm gonna say something inappropriate that i'm going to say drop you know f-bombs h-bombs s-bombs whatever you know i'm not gonna do that because i when i was coming up with this podcast i knew this is something that i was passionate about passionate about that had been done many times over on iTunes and I just thought what can I do that would be different about this podcast and now I will say that there is one other podcast out there that does do you know random episodes of Full House that they're not going in order and that is The House Must Be Full. They have about probably 15 or so episodes up on iTunes and even SoundCloud as well so definitely check them out however again that is not a clean podcast so peruse with caution if you're going to listen to that stuff that and the How Rude podcast as well definitely that one as much as I love it I just it is not intended for children they do get vulgar on there sexually explicit language explicit all of that stuff and that just i mean i wouldn't want my kids listening to it and that's not to say that it's a bad podcast because it is it is not a bad podcast and just whatever your taste you do have to you know with children around or even strangers like you want this playing on a speaker for everyone to hear so with that being said I want to let you know where you can find the podcast on social media. It does have its own Facebook page. Just type in Full House or Fuller House Podcast, the Oh My Land to Holy Jalubas page. Facebook page will pop up. Like it. Follow it. That way you know what episodes I'm doing for each month. Usually before the new month starts, I will give you guys a heads up. Like these are either the three or four episodes or two episodes I'm doing per month. Sometimes if I got other things planned or going on, I will maybe only do like a double feature or so. Or it depends how these episodes fall into a category because I do have a list of the episodes I've done, the ones I plan to do, and how they fit into these certain categories. I also do episodes that are for cast members' birthdays. Like, I just uploaded My Little Hickey for Sonny Bringus' 20th birthday today. Today is February 2nd, even though this episode is not going to be going out until February 11th. The... (laughs) <laughs> the uh, Lust in the Dust. And I have not watched this episode in a long, long, long time. So I always like to create some distance between me and the episodes. So that way my reactions are more fresh, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for May, um, I'm going to do a Stephanie Mother episode from season five. I'm going to probably do a DJ episode, uh, Mother's Day episode. And then, of course, Bob Saget's birthday. I'm going to be covering Old Brown Eyes. And then, of course, for June, I'm going to be doing Father's Day episodes. So we're going to cover those three episodes. (laughs) Where, Where has my little girl gone? I'm not DJ and high anxiety. So you got a DJ and Danny. Stephanie and Danny and Michelle and Danny episode for the month of June. And then we'll just kind of play it by ear for uh, what I'm going to throw out there for July. August, of course, 
Sisters Month, I'm going to be covering... I know, this is so far in the future, it's crazy, right? I'm going to be covering the other two Sisters episodes that I didn't get to back in August because I covered the other two. So I'm going to be covering Sisters in Crime and the one before that is going to be The Hole in the Wall Gang. So look forward to those ones coming in August so far, far, far away. <laughs> Alright, another thing is the podcast does also have an Instagram page, OMHCF, uh, no, I think it's OMHC Full House Fuller House Podcast, and then on Twitter, OMHC Full House. It does have an email address if you want to email the podcast, share your thoughts on either show, Full House or Fuller House, your memories, your favorite characters, best storylines, worst storylines. I want to hear about it. So, omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com, and I always put the email address in the episode description. Also, if you want to support the podcast, I would love to hear from you as far as leaving a review on your podcast app on the Ome Atlanta Holy Chalupas podcast. Just type in Full House, Fuller House, the Ome Atlanta Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. Click on it. Scroll down to where it says leave a review and leave a review. All five-star reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. So, okay, we have gotten all the fun info that you were pretty much going to be set for for the next six months down the road. Let's get into Lust in the Dust. Oh, I, I like I said, I haven't watched it in so long and I'm excited to dive in. Of course... Since season two, they've been doing cold opens, so we get to enjoy, like, um, 30 second or less than clip. Probably a Michelle clip, because, you know, they were very heavy with the Michelle in the early seasons. Alright, so this cold open actually takes place in the girls' room, DJ and Stephanie's room, and we see one end of the jump rope tied to what I think DJ's bed or is it a chair and DJ's holding the other one as I guess Stephanie the goal is to get through the alphabet the alphabet as you're jumping and Stephanie got through it and now Michelle's like my turn and DJ says Michelle you don't know how to jump rope and Michelle's so confident she's like yes I do make the rope go so she says Oh, okay, so the jump rope, the other end is on the doorknob of the door. Okay, so Michelle says, hey, my name is Michelle, and she jumps over the rope. And then DJ flips the rope over, and then Michelle says, B, my name is Michelle. Like, well, that's as good as you're going to get. Stephanie looks up at DJ and asks, should we tell her she's doing it wrong? Like, ah, don't kill her confidence. She's three. And DJ says, nah, she wouldn't believe us anyway. Michelle says, D, my name is DJ. <laughs> DJ says, Michelle, you got that one right. Good for you. Michelle says, M-N-N-O-P, I'm Michelle. <laughs> she jumps over the rope again. I remember in Phys Ed, we had these different stations around the gym for exercise. And one of them was jump rope. Basically, you jump roped until the gym teacher blew the whistle and then you moved on to, to the next station, whatever that might have been. And I'm just thinking, 
I, I wouldn't even know where there would be space to go and jump rope. I mean, I, I don't even know. <laughs> but I think she'll be able to take jump roping with the weight that I'm getting. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it wouldn't hurt to jump rope. And, you know, it always seems like right after, like, once the New Year hits, there's all this at-home exercise equipment in the stores. Like, it just pops up out of nowhere. Like, oh, it's the beginning of the year. Let's start working on those New Year's goals of weight loss and exercise. See, my name is Ipsy, and my husband's name is Oro, and we come from Zanzibar, where we sell slippers. My turn. Michelle, you don't know how to jump rope. Yes, I do. Make the rope go. <laughs> hey, my name is Michelle. <laughs> hey, my name is Michelle. <laughs> Should we tell her she's doing it wrong? Nah, she wouldn't believe us anyway. Hey, my name is DJ. Michelle, you got that one right. You skipped right, over good. C, though. And then I don't pee. I'm Michelle. <laughs> Honestly, I have to say that is one of the most clever cold opens I've seen in quite a while, having covered this show for almost three years. It, it was clever. It was, I just, I like it. All right. At this point, and of course in season three, Jesse and Joey are doing the whole advertising jingle stuff. And one of them is Ocean Nice Sardines. And the tagline for the sardines is the snackfish of the 90s. Of the 90s. Ugh. I've never had sardines. I don't think you could pay me a million dollars to even eat a sardine. So I guess they're going to work on a voice for the spokesfish, Eugene the Sardine. And they have to... Uh, Try eating sardines. Oh, God. Jesse hands the can of sardines to Joey and says, Hey, you're the voice guy. You do the voice for Eugene. Come up with the voice. And Joey says, Hey, I got it. Eugene the surfing sardine. Joey pulls a sardine out of the can. And he's taking on like a surfer voice. And he's like, Eugene the surfing sardine. Whoa, like surfs up, bitch freaks. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and he continues in the voice like, oh, bummer, dude. What's that gnarly smell? <laughs> and he says this, Eugene. Whoa, it's me. Oh, God. Oh, Jesse says, no, Joseph, you're not sounding like a sardine. Now, in order to sound like a sardine, you must eat a sardine. Oh, God. Jesse says, now you are what you are what you eat. Now, snorkel down one of these silver puppies. <laughs> uh, and I love how Michelle is sitting there, like with a crayon at the coffee table, just kind of watching them. And Joey takes a sardine from Jesse and he's like, You mean put one of these in my mouth? And Jesse says, Yeah, come on, it's it's food. And Joey says, Yeah, if you're a seal. And he's like, you eat it. And just like, I'm not eating that bait. You eat it. I'm not eating that bait. You're doing a voice. And 
Jesse says, you're doing the voice. It's very simple. Just open your mouth and say. And then Jesse opens his mouth and Joey pops a sardine in there. Oh. How much mouthwash would you have to gargle? How many times would you have to brush your teeth to get that sardine stank out of your mouth? Ugh. Oh, gross. He pops that sardine in there. And, of course, the little tail is, like, sticking out of Jesse's mouth. And Joey, like, takes his hand and just shoves the rest of it right into his mouth. Like, I'm sorry, but that is very gag-inducing. <laughs> Joey says, come on now, let's hear that sardine voice. And Jesse points at Joey and says, you're a dead man. Oh, Joey's like, whoo, fanning his hand in front of his face. No, no chance of Baskin Robbins making that a flavor. Oh, All right, Jojo, we got our campaign. Ocean nice sardines. The snack fish, oh, the 90s. Now all we need is a voice for our spokesfish, Eugene the sardine. Here, you're the voice man, do your thing. I got it. Eugene the surfing sardine. Surf's up, fish freaks. Whoa, bummer, dude. What's that gnarly smell? Whoa, it's me. No, Joseph, that, uh, you're not thinking like a sardine. Now, in order to sound like a sardine, you must eat a sardine. All right? You are what you eat. Now, snorkel down one of these silver puppies. You mean put one of these in my mouth? Come on, Joey, it's food. Yeah, if you're a seal. You eat it. I'm not eating that bait. You're doing the voice. It's very simple. Open your mouth, say, ah. Gross. Now let's hear that sardine voice. You're a dead man. Woo. No chance of Baskin Robbins making that a flavor. So Joey mentions that he did a real fun voice on his tape recorder. And then he's looking on the coffee table, well, where'd my little tape recorder go? And then Michelle, who, being she's three, she does not know how to keep a poker face. Like, if you're going to hide something from someone, don't be uh, too easily given away that you are the one that knows where it is. So she's like, ha, 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 ha. And Joey right away is like, hmm, Michelle, do you know where my tape recorder went? Oh, he, he bends down on the other end of the coffee table across from Michelle. And he's like, oh, now that's a suspicious little giggle. And he asks Michelle, do you know where my little tape recorder is? And she says, yes, I do. And he asks, and where is my tape recorder? And Michelle says, the tape recorder is hiding. And Joey does bring up a good point with Michelle as he says, it's not fun to hide other people's things. See, this is the thing I'm just thinking of. You know, if you have a dog, you know, they can hide your stuff and you will never be able to find it. <laughs> but and you can't ask the dog, like, well, where did you put my house keys? Where did you put my other sock? With a child, at least eventually you'll get an answer. If I mean, if they can verbally, you know, tell you whereas a dog isn't going to be able to open its mouth and talk with oh yeah I know where it is I just uh, put it over here follow me and Michelle yeah, she's honest she's like it is for me 
know she's gonna drag that out as long as possible. Oh god! And we cut to Jesse on the couch, leaning back as he pops a, another uh, sardine into his mouth. This of his own, <laughs> basically of his own free will here, as he just leans his head back on the couch and then this drops it from above into his mouth. He's like, these little puppies aren't half bad. Oh, God. I hate to be Becky having to kiss that mouth after that. <laughs> and she'd be able to smell him a mile away with that sardine breath. Here comes DJ, and she's like, look, I found this tape recorder in my cereal box. And she says, this is a much better prize than those little plastic dinosaurs. Well, this kind of reminds me of the time that, you know, sometimes you get stuff in the cereal box. Other times you'd have to, like, s cut out on the back of the cereal box, like, a little order form and send it in the mail with, like, however many, you know, UPC labels with it. And I got this, you know, back when cassettes had, like, little singles, like, a song on each side? And it was, like, a knockoff band of New Kids on the Block. I don't even remember who they were. Probably no one really that notable. Um, but it was, you know, your typical boy band. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna send away for this. And... <laughs> I'm sure they were horrible, whoever they were. Yeah, I remember sending away for a little thing of Gak from the, you know, another, you send it in the mail with, you know, collected UPC codes. And the thing is, even on the thing it says, will arrive in six to eight weeks. Well, to a young teenager, 68 weeks is a lifetime, and eventually I just assumed, wait, well, clearly I'm never gonna get this, they must have just forgot about it. Then one day, I checked the mailbox, and there it is. Yeah, that, that gag is like, as soon as you get anything on it, crumbs, you know, a hair on it, it's pretty much useless. It's like that, that Nickelodeon gag stuff was more of just, it was like a shinier, slimier version of Play-Doh. Takes it from DJ and says, well, I'll take that. Oh, look what I found, Michelle. And she's like, ah, nuts. Well, she was, someone was going to find it eventually, Michelle. I get a real fun voice on my tape recorder this morning. <laughs> hey, uh, where'd my little tape recorder go? Ha, 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 ha. Oh, now that's a suspicious little giggle. Michelle, do you know where my little tape recorder is? Yes, I do. And where is my tape recorder? The tape recorder is hiding. There it is. It's not fun to hide other people's things. It is for me. Little puppies aren't half bad. Oh, God, that is so gross. Look, I found this tape recorder in my cereal box. This is a much better prize than those little plastic dinosaurs. Thank you, I'll take that. Oh, look what I found. Aw, uh, nuts. So, Danny comes out with a bucket, and of course, his choice, you know, cleaning supplies. He's like, alright, I'm on Saturday bathroom patrol, because, you know, there's his bathroom, Joey's bathroom, and of course, the main bathroom on the second floor that... You know, the girls and Jesse use. 
And Joey's like, well, wait, I thought you had a date with Joan What's-Her-Name. And Jesse says, no, it's June What's-Her-Name. And Danny corrects them and says, it's Jane What's-Her-Name. And Danny says, it doesn't matter because I broke off the date. It's like, why? I mean, is she allergic, allergic to children or something? And apparently, this has become a habit for Danny because Jesse asks, What, you broke off another date? What's the problem with this one? And even DJ's like, Well, I thought you really liked her. So clearly, he must have brought her over to meet the girls. And Danny says, Well, I mean, I did. I just, I don't know. There was just no future in it. Okay, you can date people without the thought of, Is this forever? Is this going to lead to marriage one day? You can do that, you know. Just because you date someone once doesn't mean you have to, like, walk down the aisle with them. Danny is getting kind of, mm, idiot-ish, I guess, about this. He says, I took a look at her and one of her earlobes was a bit bigger than the other. Well, does she wear earrings? Like, I hear sometimes someone who wears earrings, like, they stretch their earlobes out, maybe? I don't know, maybe not. Maybe it's just a genetic thing. But it sounds like he's being very uh, facially nitpicky, which, uh, I, I, uh, unless he's really lowering his, I don't, he's got really high standards, just something he's very, very nitpicky. I mean, this person's got a great personality, who cares if one earlobe's better or higher or lower than the other one, or bigger or smaller or whatever. Even Jesse and Joey look at each other like, can you believe this? Can you believe him? Really? And Danny starts to wonder, like, I, sometimes I wonder if there's anybody out there who's right for me. And DJ puts a hand on, you know, reassuring hand on Danny's shoulder and says, Dad, don't worry about it, all right? You're the greatest. I'm sure you'll find someone out there with even earlobes. And Danny gets up from the chair there well it's not even really a chair it's more like a um it's a like what an ottoman or a footrest or something to that effect so like hey who wants to help me clean the soap dishes Ugh. this is how he decompresses from breaking off a date okay i'm on saturday bathroom patrol <laughs> wait i thought you had a, a date with uh, joan what's her name oh, it's june what's her name it's Jane, what's her name, and it doesn't matter because I broke off the date. Broke off another date with another girl? What's the problem with this one? No, Dad, I thought you really liked her. I did, but I don't know. There was just no future in it. Took a look at her, and one of her earlobes was a little bit bigger than the other one. Yikes. Sometimes I wonder if there's anybody out there who's right for me. Don't worry, Dad. You're the greatest. I'm sure you'll find someone with even earlobes. <laughs> Thanks, Deej. Okay, who wants to help me clean the soap dishes? Nobody. So, it looks like Stephanie comes home wearing her dance leotard. And she's talking about dance class and how great it was. And Danny's like, oh, Karen, thank you so much for giving Stephanie a ride home. Yeah, because Stephanie says Karen's dance class was great. And the thing is, I'm I'm thinking about, because in Fuller House, in the Something Borrowed episode that I haven't gotten to yet, Stephanie does talk about when they go to that restaurant at the end of the episode, 
that this is where mom would take me when she would pick me up from ballet. So I, and I remember definitely Stephanie was into ballet in season one, but it seems like she progressed more into dance. But we do get her doing some ballet moves to kind of help Joey improve his flexibility with his, his hockey, make him more limber, I guess. And Karen's like, oh, don't worry about it. It was on my way home. And Danny asked Stephanie, you know, like, hey, what, uh, what did you learn from Karen today? And Stephanie says, I learned that you still owe her a check for my lessons. And Karen says, well, that's not all she learned. And Danny's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I guess I forgot. And she's like, it's okay. I know where you live. And know that she did not say that as a threat. So Karen bends down and is like, all right, Steph, come on. Show your dad what we've been working on. What? Yeah, it's like, I want to know what my money is paying for. So Stephanie's like, okay, DJ, go put on some music. And DJ says, why me? And Stephanie says, because your name is DJ. I love Stephanie's dance out, her leotard dance outfit. It's adorable. It looks like she's got like pink leg warmers because that was the style of the I swear my sister I think she might have had leg warmers too in one of her pictures when she had her hair permed Stephanie's got some moves on her I swear she is really good playing that no prerogative song I thought they also play that during DJ's 13th birthday party too so Stephanie tries to get Danny in on this and Danny he just looks like he really can't dance what is he trying to do exactly? He, I think he's trying to do like the running man. Looks like he's rowing a boat with his arms raised. And I'm just thinking, I'd rather watch Elaine dance from Seinfeld <laughs> with the little, from the little kicks out episode and the thumbs and the, because <laughs> Danny is just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and now he's trying to do like a genie deal with his arms, like, what dance is that? It honestly looks like a combination of different moves put into Even Karen's got her hands on her hips like, oh my gosh. Well, good thing Stephanie get, doesn't get her dance moves from her father. <laughs> Jesse's look here. How he takes a finger and kind of puts it to the side of his chin. And he, he like he wants to make a point. But it almost kind of looks like John, like he is John Samuels' breaking character because he's starting to like laugh a little bit. <laughs> and Jesse says, you know, sometimes grace and coordination skip a generation. So Michelle gets up from her chair by the coffee table and she's like, like this, Daddy. And she starts, you know, wiggling her tush. And Danny's like, okay, now I can do this. This I can do. And he starts doing the same thing as Michelle. It's just, it's so adorable. Karen gets in on it. Like, oh, I don't know that step. How does it go? <laughs> He's like wiggling his pelvis, his hips from side to side, and like moving his arms at the elbows. Kind of herky-jerky motion. And I'm just like, eh, okay. Thanks for giving Steph a ride, Karen. Uh, no problem. It's on my way home. Steph, what'd you learn from Karen today? I learned that you still owe her a check for my lessons. <laughs> That's not all she learned. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. It's okay. I know where you live. <laughs> I'll show your dad what we're working on. Okay. DJ, 
music. Go put on some music. Why do I have to put on the music? Because your name is DJ. <laughs> okay, everybody, I just won this in class today. All right, All right let's see what you got, kid. You ready? Yep. Sometimes grace and coordination skip a generation. I did, Dad. <laughs> now this I can do. What is it on that? I know that stuff. How does it go? It's let's show her, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> arms. Steph, come with me. Excuse us. Okay, so DJ pulls Stephanie into the kitchen. And she's, she's like, Steph, go with me. And Stephanie says, this better be important. DJ says, look, dad wants a girlfriend, right? Karen is perfect. And Karen's earlobes are the, the same, both the same size. So I guess that's enough of a love connection. Yeah, DJ is just playing matchmaker here. Like, oh, they are the perfect couple. We just have to figure out a way to get them alone. You gotta find out the perfect way to get them alone together. And Stephanie says, how can they be alone if they're together? Oh, Steph, Steph, Steph. Come on now. DJ says, just stop thinking and help me think. What is she, 20 questions here? Like, how can I think if I stop thinking? Stephanie, please. DJ says, new plan. I work alone. I'll figure this out myself. And Stephanie's like, okay, but I got a great plan to get Karen to stay for lunch. And DJ's like, okay. What is it? And it's very simple. We ask her. Important. It is. Dad wants a girlfriend. Karen's earlobes are both the same size. They're the perfect couple. Just have to figure a way to get them alone together. How can they be alone if they're together? Stop thinking and help me think. How can I think if I stop thinking? New plan. I work alone. Okay, but I got a great plan to get Karen to stay for lunch. Well, what is it? We ask her. <laughs> okay, so it looks like uh, they've invited Karen to lunch. And apparently, yeah, because Karen is thanking DJ. Like, oh, DJ, thank you for inviting me to lunch. Like, yeah, sit right here, Karen, because there's an empty seat. And we, of course, know who's going to be sitting there. And Danny brings all the sandwiches. I have everyone's sandwich just the way they want them. So we got turkey, all white meat, turkey and Swiss. Swiss, no turkey. So a second, what is he? He said Swiss, no turkey. So it's just a cheese sandwich with Swiss cheese for DJ. And he continues, turkey, all dark meat, extra tomato, turkey, extra turkey. 
turkey, half dark meat, half white meats. And for Michelle, peanut butter and banana hold the turkey. That sounds good. I would eat a peanut butter and banana sandwich. Oh, I still remember when I would make those Smucker's peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with that marshmallow fluff stuff. Or no, maybe it was like the Jets marshmallow cream. It's been so long. I kind of almost want to go back to that. But it's funny because I had that for a bit. And then for the longest time, Jeremy was doing that. But now he just eats just the Smucker's PB&J sandwiches without the marshmallow fluff. Apparently everyone, Danny got their sandwiches wrong because as soon as Danny walked away, everyone starts switching plates. And Michelle's like, please don't, don't touch my PB&J. Michelle puts her hands over her sandwich and says, this baby is mine. <laughs> so Danny's at the sink because DJ pulls out his chair and says, Dad, we see a seat right here, like right next to Karen. And Danny's like, oh, well, just a second. I just want to do a little pre-rinse before the really big wash after lunch. Well, yeah, you don't want those crumbs to stick on the plate. And then you have to scrub at them later before you put them in the dishwasher. And DJ's like to Karen, isn't he a gem? <laughs> and Joey's like, yeah, he's going to make some woman a very happy man. I shouldn't have realized. Because Jesse looks at him like, what? What? <laughs> I just realized that. I said, like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, they're like trying to like talk about how great Danny is. Like, oh, and talk about perfect sandwiches. When he, he, he goes down the poultry aisle, all the turkeys yell, pick me, pick me. <laughs> I love him. Yeah, like all the turkeys yell, take me, take, take me. <laughs> Stephanie says, that's why we call him Mr. Turkey. She is wearing a pale pink sweater stephanie is with black and white kittens it's adorable but i think so far the leotard that she wore is in the first slot first place for the best outfit of the episode unless i see something else that knocks it off its pedestal the leotard is gonna be best outfit Danny comes over and he just looks at his family and says, you know, I, I can't, this is so nice. I can't remember the last time we all sat together for a Saturday lunch. Probably because everyone's doing something. DJ's probably going to Kimmy's or going to the mall. Jesse and Joey are probably doing their own thing. So, yeah. And when J Danny sits down, everyone jumps up from the table as far as DJ, Stephanie, Jesse and Joey. DJ's like, well, I gotta do my homework. It's like, uh, me too. Let's go. <laughs> After DJ says, I gotta go do my homework. And Jesse says, uh, me too. Enjoy. And DJ goes over to Michelle and says, come on, Michelle, let's go. Michelle says, I have to eat in my room. And Danny looks at her like, well, honey, you don't have to eat in your room. And Michelle says, DJ told me I had to. That sandwich is as big as Michelle's face. That is a huge sandwich. Of course, before DJ goes, she has that long flicker lighter for that single candle. And I can imagine that Danny is like, hmm, what's going on here? I mean, this is more obvious. 
less uncomfortable so than when Michelle was trying to set Danny up with, with Miss Weltrop. That was very uncomfortable. I didn't like that. Maybe because she was just, you know, old. Um, <laughs> but uh, this one, yeah, he, he, he gets it right away. Like, something's off here. Have a nice lunch, and then she leaves. Okay, now you all know what to do. Karen, sit right here. Thanks for inviting me to lunch, DJ. Sure. Okay, I have everyone's sandwich just the way they want them. Turkey all white meat, turkey and Swiss. Swiss, no turkey. Turkey all dark meat, extra tomato. Turkey, extra turkey. Turkey half dark meat, half white meat. And peanut butter and banana, hold the turkey. <laughs> This baby is mine. Dad, we saved you a seat right here. Uh, just a second. I just want to do a little pre-rinse before the really big wash after lunch. Isn't he a gem? He's uh, going to make some woman a, a very happy man. Oh, and, and, and talking about perfect sandwiches, I mean, when he goes down the poultry aisle, all the turkeys yell, take me, take, take me. That's why we call him Mr. Turkey. <laughs> oh, this is so nice. I can't remember the last time we were all together for a Saturday lunch. Well, I gotta do my homework. Let's go. Enjoy now. Come on, Michelle, let's go. I had to eat in my room. You don't have to eat in your room. DJ told me I do. That is so huge. Just a child. Have a nice lunch. So after DJ goes upstairs, you know, and that's after she lights the candle and turns on that little boombox stereo on that desk that's playing. Italian music, like I'm sitting in Teddy Spaghetti's. <laughs> and she, Karen says, it looks to me like we've been set up here. And Danny puts his hands up like, I swear I had nothing to do with this. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. And Karen is just, she is really sweet about it. She's like, oh, I know that. I mean, we're just friends. They are. And Danny tries to play it off like, yeah, I mean, that's right. We're, we're buddies. And, and Danny's just laughing about it, like, this is just preposterous. He's like, what did they think would happen? They'd light a candle and then they'd leave us alone. Danny turns to look at Karen. He's like, and then I would look into your beautiful, deep blue-green eyes. And Danny is just saying all this just above a whisper as he and Karen lean in, obviously, to kiss. He's like, and then our lips would move closer as if some, by some magnetic force stronger than both of us was willing, both of us was pulling, pulling us together. Like, what? Ugh. But, I mean, she is into it. I mean, she's not like, Danny, stop. And as they are kissing, here comes Stephanie to ruin the moment. Yeah, she's like, all right, dad! And they break apart. And DJ is like, oh, well, we just had a homework question. It's fine. Yeah, she's like, well, we'll ask later. And I love how Stephanie is just kind of leaning on the banister, just this big grin on her face. And you hear DJ upstairs like, yes, finally. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, I could see Danny dating her, but I can't see it leading any farther than that. I don't think Karen is ready to be a stepmom to three girls. And Danny is like, okay, moment of honesty time here. Moment of truth. He says, look, Karen, I gotta be honest with you. Ever since Stephanie's first dance class, he says, I kind of had a crush on you. <laughs> and Karen's like, figure, like, well, while we're being honest, well, I gotta tell you a little secret. Uh, your house, it's not really on my way home. <laughs> Karen, the actress who plays Karen, Debbie Gregory, she has got this little dimple, and it is the most adorable thing ever. I love it. She just looks so adorable. I love you. Danny's like, oh, really? <laughs> and Danny's like, hey, well, in that case, what do you say we turn this into a real date? And Danny says, I know this great restaurant in Chinatown that has the best dim sum. Dim sum. I'm gonna have to look that up. And Karen, you know, they're going over to uh, the back door that leads out to the backyard, and she's like, mm, I love dim sum. And he's like, Well, let's go get some. And he grabs his jacket and he's like, Ah, dim sum, here I come. It's like, Oh, there we go. Good for Danny. It's to me like we've been set up here. I swear, I had nothing to do with this. I know that. We're just friends. That's right. We're buddies. <laughs> I mean, what did they think was going to happen? They'd light a candle and they'd leave us alone. And then I'd just look into your beautiful, deep blue-gray eyes. <laughs> then our lips would move closer. As if some magnetic force stronger than both of us was pulling us together. question we'll ask later <laughs> Karen uh, I gotta tell you a little secret ever since Stephanie's first dance class I've kind of had a crush on you oh I have to tell you a little secret your house isn't really on my way home really oh <laughs> well, in, the, in that case, what do you say we turn this into a real date? I know this great restaurant in Chinatown that has the best dim sum. Mm, I'd love some dim sum. But let's get some. <laughs> uh, dim sum, here I come. So while I thought dim sum was just one thing, it actually is more than that. It's, okay, so it says many dim sum dishes are made of seafood, chopped meats, or vegetables wrapped in dough, or thin wrappings and steamed, deep fried, or pan fried. Let's see. A traditional dim sum brunch includes various types of steamed buns. A steamed bun filled with barbecue pork. Oh, that's the ch I can't pronounce it. Bio? B-A-O? Uh, rice or wheat dumplings and rice noodle rolls, which contains a range of ingredients including beef, chicken, pork, prawns. What is a prawn? That's what I want to know what a prawn Ooh, what are the uh, plates of steamed green vegetables, stuffed eggplants, stuffed green peppers, roasted meats, con uh, some dessert dim sum. Okay, um, that is very... Ooh, what is that? Oh, shrimp dumplings? Tinned shrimp dumplings? Chai... Ugh, I can't pronounce that. I don't know what that is. Um, I'm not sure what that is. What, um, dumpling stuff, I guess. Uh, dumpling soup. 
that's what I thought it kind of, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I like, I like Crab Rangoons. When I would go, when I went up to Michigan, um, back in August, I stopped at my favorite restaurant, Asian Buffet and Grill. Love it, love it, love it. So, so good. The fried dough, like the sugar things, those are good. The, the lo mein, like, kind of like noodles with uh, the different meats and eggs and crab and everything together and just they fry it up for you. I put that Mongolian sauce on there, Kung Pao sauce. Um, uh, there's some other type of sauce. Szechuan, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, anyway, I'm moving on. Okay, we're, ta we're done talking about Chinese food. Um, so, plot B, which kicked off when Joey was looking for his tape recorder, Michelle is into hiding things. As now we see, Jesse is trying to find his keys to his motorcycle so he can get to rehearsal. Oh, that is honestly, I think other than a phone, losing your keys has got to be one of the other big things that a person probably loses or misplaces on a regular basis. I have known a handful of times over the years I've asked Jeremy, Jeremy, can you call my phone because I can't seem to find it. Then I find it like in the weirdest place. Like, oh yeah, I put it on the counter when I was doing something and then I walked away from it. Damn, Jesse is harsh when he's like, girls, get in here! Like, it's almost like he's already accusing them before even asking them if they've seen his keys. They come in like, what? What is it? Like, what? what what's wrong? Of course, Stephanie is dragging Michelle along. So, Jesse says, ugh, lost my keys. I gotta meet my band and open up the hall. Has anyone seen them? Well, he says that he's the only one that can open up the rehearsal hall. Hey. DJ and Stephanie right away like, oh, not me, not me, I didn't. This wiggle worm over here <laughs> doesn't have a response because Jesse, DJ, and Stephanie all look at Michelle like, well, she's clearly the guilty party here. Stephanie has a history of hiding things, hence Joey's tape recorder in the cereal box. Oh, I'm also thinking of when she plays hot and cold, the hot and cold game. And takes Jesse's, you know, the engagement ring he's giving to Becky and she hides it. I'm trying to remember what that. I know I, I don't believe I've covered that episode yet. I don't think I have. Michelle looks like she's so innocent. Like, what did I do? Actually, looks really irritated. Like, how dare you accuse me without having evidence first? And. Jesse goes over to Michelle and says, Michelle, you've been playing that hiding game all day, haven't you, young lady? And she's on it. She's like, yes, I was. He's like, all right, I want you to show me everything you hid right now. I'm not busy. Follow me. It's like, I don't have anything I, I going on right now. I'm not in school. I don't have a job. Come on. Let's take a tour of my bedroom. And DJ asks the most obvious question. Don't you have an extra set of keys? And Jesse says, well, if I did, would I be at the mercy of a three-year-old? I love Michelle, hands on her hips in the hallway, yelling, people, I'm waiting. Like, are we going to do this or are we not going to do this? Let's go. You wanted to find out what I've been hiding, so move your tushes. Joke. Girls, get in here. What? What is it? Oh, I lost my keys. 
I gotta meet my band. I'm the only one who can open up the rehearsal hall. Have anybody seen him? Not me. Not me. <laughs> what did I do? Michelle, you've been playing that hiding game all day, haven't you, young lady? Yes, I was. All right, I want you to show me everything you hid right now. I'm not busy. Follow me. Don't you have an extra set of keys? If I did, would I be at the mercy of a three-year-old? People, I'm waiting! When she goes in there, she starts giving a grand tour, like, this is my room, and this is my pencil bed. It's like, we know. We know. We've been in here before. Jesse's not messing around. He's like, all right, cut the guided tour and show us the loot. Michelle's like, okay, okay. Like, ugh, jeez, I thought you wanted to see my room. And... She's got a blanket over her little uh, Fisher-Price pink dolly carriage. She says, I hid this. And DJ goes over and says, Michelle, that's my Millie Vanilli tape. So this must have been before they were found out to be frauds at the, what was it, the Video Music Awards or whatever, where um, they were performing. As it, wasn't it, it was Girl You Know It's True, and then their, whatever they were actually singing to, because that's not their voice. It was on a loop where it's like, Girl You Know, it, it, it's like the CD started skip, whatever they were using started skipping that trap they were using. Like, girl, you know, it's girl, you know. It's like, it's like uh, yeah, and they were found out. And, of course, did DJ get a refund on her Millie Vanilli tape? Because I heard that you could get a refund if you purchased it. Hey, I like the songs, you know, girl. Well, I'm more, I like Blame It on the, Blame It on the Rain. But even that, that's not them. They're, Millie Vanilli is not, that wasn't their music they were singing. That was someone else's. So let's give credit to whoever those people were that came up we're singing Blame It on the Rain. You know, have you ever looked up just how many songs there are about rain? There are so many songs. Purple Rain, Blame It on the Rain, Smoky Mountain Rain, Georgia Rain. I could go on and on and on, but I'm not going to do that. Because we need to find out what else Michelle's got hiding in that little dolly carriage that she's got that blanket conveniently covering. And <laughs> Stephanie's irritated. She's like, and you called me a Millie Vanilli thief. Stephanie says, I demanded an apology. And DJ just looks at Stephanie and is like, in your dreams. Stephanie says, I accept. And Jesse's like, Michelle, while I'm young, huh? And she pulls out another item and hands it to Stephanie and Stephanie's like, Michelle, my sparkle pen. That's what it was? I thought it was like a recorder. No, that's from the Shape Up episode. Has anyone ever made good music coming out of a recorder? <laughs> I uh, I still remember you know, I'm gonna save that for the Shape Up episode. You probably already heard this story anyway, my recorder story. So I'll I'll save it for the Shape Up episode, which I'll be covering in April. Stephanie says, says to Michelle, "You're old enough to hear this now. How rude!" And, and Michelle says, asked, "Why does she always say that?" And Jesse turns to Michelle, "Michelle, I'm growing a beard here. Come on, I'm late. Where are my keys?" I love it. 
to Michelle. She goes over to the bottom drawer of her dresser and she says, here, are you happy now? And she, <laughs> she holds some Fisher Price keys. Essie holds up the keys and says, yeah, I'd be happy if I were driving a Fisher Price Harley. Jesse picks up Michelle and says, all right, come on. Now we're going to retrace every single step you took today. He says, you got it? And she says, you got it, dude. And he asks her, where did you go when you were downstairs? After you went downstairs. And Michelle says, to the potty. And uh, Je Jesse's just like, oh, God, this is going to be a long afternoon. He says, this is going to be a long day. This is my room. And this is my pencil bag. All right, cut the guy to tour and show us the loot. Okay, okay. <laughs> I love her pajamas. They're so cute. I hate this. Michelle, that's my Millie Vanilli tape. Did and you, you called me a Millie Vanilli thief. I demand an apology. In your dreams. <laughs> I accept. Hey, Michelle, while I'm young. Here, Bessie. Michelle, my sparkle pen. You're old enough to hear this now. What are you writing How with, with that thing? <laughs> Why does she always say that? Michelle, I'm growing a beard here. Come on, I'm late. Where are my keys? Here, are you happy now? <laughs> yeah, I'd be happy if I was driving a Fisher-Price Harley. Come on, now. We're going to retrace every single step you took today. You got it? You got it, dude. All right. Now, where did you go after you were downstairs? To the potty. This is going to be a long day. So it's clear that Karen lives in an apartment complex because she's going down a hallway with Danny and they're singing Blue Moon. And I'm surprised someone doesn't open their door and say, Will you shut up? <laughs> and apparently they took a ferry because Danny says, I can't believe we were singing doo-wop songs on the ferry. Oh, they took a ferry to Sausalito and they're singing doo-wop songs in front of all those people. And Karen says, I can't believe we made $11. <laughs> and Danny says, I think they like you better than our singing. <laughs> and I love how they're holding hands and they're just kind of swinging their joined hands. And Danny says, you know, I had a really good time with you, Karen. And I just hate to see this day end. That's right. I mean, when you go out with someone and you're just having such a good time, it's like, oh, it's over? Especially when you're comfortable with a person, too. It's just like, ah, uh, now i got to go back to my life. I'm having so much fun. And Karen says, me too. I mean, why don't you come in? I wasn't expecting company, but I can make some coffee. Danny is just jovial. Oh, yeah, coffee's great. This was the perfect day with the perfect woman as she's getting ready to unlock the door to her apartment. <laughs> I cannot believe we were singing doo-wop songs on the ferry to Sausalito in front of all of those people. I can't believe we made $11. <laughs> I think they like you better than our singing. I had a really good time with you, Karen. I hate to see this day end. Me too. Why did you come in? I wasn't expecting company, but I can make some coffee. Coffee's great. <laughs> This was the perfect day with the perfect woman. 
Annie can barely get the words out as she turns on the light in her apartment. He's like, I bet you even make a perfect cup of coffee. Oh my god, call the police, you've been robbed. Okay, I want to take stock here of Karen's apartment. She's got a pull-out sofa, you know, pull-out bed. She's got clothes kind of draped on the couch, on the pull-out bed, and on, I don't know what that's supposed to be. Some milk crates stacked together. Um, also, a bunch of magazines that are on the floor by um, an armoire. I don't know what that thing is supposed to be, but there's clothes draped there, probably where some records are in a stereo. Um, yeah, and there's also this really cool light blue wicker coffee, round coffee table thing that's really, really cool looking. And it's got, like, magazines and whatever just scattered. And, I mean, honestly, if you were dating someone and they invited you back to their place, and their place was just stuff all over the floor, like, you couldn't even see the floor, would you... Be like, oh, oh my god, your place is... Would you, or would you just play it off like, oh, hey, it looks like you haven't had a time to clean, or would you just not say anything? Would that be bothersome? Or you're probably like, well, I mean, this is probably not going to have anything to do with this person after this. I mean, that's the thing about a, a house or a place that someone lives when you go visit. That says a lot about a person. <laughs> um, I knew... Uh, this family that was uh, friends of my dad's with kids that were my age. And their place, they had stuff like all over the place. Like going up their stairs was like you were risking your life. Because there's stuff all over going up and down the stairs. There wasn't, and the thing is there wasn't even a, a stair railing or anything. Uh... I remember this one time in 7th grade, I spent the night at a friend, no, 8th grade. I spent the night at a friend's house. We went up to up the stairs to her bedroom. There were, again, this was another situation where it's a stairwell, there's no handrail anywhere, and there's just little stuff on the stairs. And I remember, because it was summertime, wait, was it? No, it wasn't summertime, it was... Anyway, I was wearing sandals, I remember, and I was trying to go casually, you know, not, you know, my friend and the other two people she invited for the sleepover made it down fine. I don't know what I slipped on, but gaboom, 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 on wooden stairs, my back is hitting every single step. I probably had a bruise going up my spine for all I know, but it's just, it's just a matter of, if you're going to have people over, clean up, uh, at least your floor, uh, your stairs, if you're going to invite people up there, have your stairs clear, that's just, someone could break a neck very easily, especially those old wooden stairs that don't have any carpet on them, yeah, those are, like, really really slick especially the older the wood it feels like the slicker the surface and you know i'm not trying to put down you know my friend's you know childhood home or anything like that i'm just saying like how you have your place it really it does say a lot about like whether or not someone's going to want to visit again 
I don't know. I mean, maybe that does make me sound a bit rude, but I mean, I fell down their stairs for heaven's sake. But I mean, this other, you know, my dad's family friend who had kids that were my age, they had a bunch of cats in their house. They had only maybe one or two litter boxes and the the litter boxes didn't look like they had been emptied in a while. And it's like, you could smell that like permeating through the air if you don't empty your cat's litter box, like, that smell of urine and feces is just, it's gonna collect in the air, on the clothes, all of that. And, and, Danny, I think he does overreact a little bit. He's like, oh, call the police, you've been robbed. And she's like, Karen's like, I haven't been robbed, I've just, I've been busy with dance classes and everything, I really haven't had time to, you know, clean up and everything and the thing is with that is just yeah sometimes you're just especially if you're living by yourself and it's just you're on the go all the time you're only home to sleep you probably don't have time to clean up and make things look nice you just go 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 and you know it's like once you get a a free day then you have time to be able to clean up just so you know sometimes people catch on an off day yeah, she says, I haven't tidied up in a while as she throws her purse on the floor. Oh, it's that wasn't her purse. That was her jacket. She just threw it right on the floor. And Danny says, yes, since when? The 60s? So he is being... His cleaning self is definitely on display here. He is very disgusted with this place. Like, and... revulsion almost on his face like he is really turned off like hey had a great time (laughs) and Karen like jumps over her pullout bed which I'm sure she's got a bedroom somewhere oh she's even got one of those uh changing how do you call it it's like um I can't even think of the right word it's like a changing like I can't remember what the heck those things are. It's like um, an accordion, like pullout thing that you can change behind. I I can't even think of what the name is. But she's like she jumps off her to get onto the other side of the apartment there and says, "Oh, so I've been a little behind in my housekeeping." She says it's no big deal as she puts the uh, pullout bed away. There are magazines all over the floor in front of. The, oh, there's even cushions that are on the side by the couch. And she asked Danny, like, this mess isn't a problem, is it? Danny plays it off like, a messy room? A problem for me? Oh, no, of course not. Yeah, he is lying through his teeth. I mean, you could even tell when he came in how disgusted he looked. Grossed out, creeped out. He was all of those things. And he wasn't being subtle about it either. Like, the dig's like, when was the last time you cleaned your apartment? The 60s? Cup of... Oh, oh. <laughs> Call the police. You've been robbed. I haven't been robbed. I've just been so busy with my dance classes and everything else. I haven't tidied up in a while. Since when? The 60s? Hey, <laughs> I'm a little behind on my housekeeping. No big deal. Surprised she has any clothes in her drawers. They're all over. This the mess floor. isn't a problem, is it? <laughs> Messy room? Problem for me? <laughs> no. Great. I'll make some coffee. You know, I also noticed that there is a 
ballet bar with a mirror off to the side as well. Okay, so we do see that there is an armchair that's got some stuff in it. Danny looks like he's trying to sort out the magazines and newspapers that are on her awesome-looking round wicker coffee table. What? The clock says almost 5.30. Is that in the morning or at night? It's got to be at night because there's no way there's 5.30 in the morning. Denise comes out with the coffee and she asks, Danny, are you trying to clean my apartment? Are you cleaning up my apartment? You know, some people, I think, even if you try to tidy up a little bit, they pro most likely would take offense to that. Like, what are you trying to do? Clean my apartment? And Danny says, oh, no, I was just looking for the coffee table or a place to put our coffee cups here. There, oh, there's even a piano there in the back with a bunch of stuff on it. Write music in her spare time, maybe? And yeah, uh, Karen is just kind of like, oh, forget about the mess. Don't worry about it. How do you take your coffee? Danny's like, uh, she asks, how do you take your coffee? He's like, uh, clean. I mean, in a clean cup. I mean, with milk and coffee. I mean, of, of course. Oh. He is so flustered and so out of his element. It is ridiculous. And he's like, oh, with some, uh, sweet and tidy. I mean, clean and low. Clearly, yes, this is an issue that he is not. He's like, gosh, I should have just went out with the girl with the two different sized earlobes. I'm sure her apartment would have been clean or her house or whatever, wherever she lived. And he says, just, just black would be fine. She's clearly, I think every little <laughs> she's taken as an insult. She's just like, oh, gosh, this guy has got a problem. And she clearly can read Danny like, oh, you you." Seem a little tense. You want to sing Blue Moon again? Danny says, oh, don't worry about me. I'm as loose as a goose. I like how she playfully kind of shoves him. Like, come on. He's like, okay. She shoves her. <laughs> what is this shoving back and forth? She's at a boy. She shoves his shoulder. And he's like, at a girl. Wait, what is this shoving back and forth? This is getting kind of making me nervous here. <laughs> getting my aggression out at your digs about my dirty apartment. They are just drinking coffee, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're a little loopy. <laughs> Danny says, you know, it's amazing how your life can instantly change in an instant. I mean, one minute I was eating a turkey sandwich. And he says, the next thing I know, I was, you know, I was kissing you. And she tells him, yeah, it surprised me too. Yeah, right. I think. Mm. And Danny, yeah, the, he leans in to kiss her. And then he finds a pair of socks on the back of the couch. And he starts, while he's kissing her, mind you, starts folding her socks. Dev, I don't know about, yeah, I think that's a little more than she can deal with. <laughs> making digs at my messy apartment is one thing, but folding socks while we're making out is, uh, yeah, I can't deal with that. She even asks him, like, what are you doing? Because he's folding them, he's got his arms behind her back, and he's going to, and she's like, what are you doing? Like, What are you, what are you doing with your hands behind my back? And Danny folds them and he drops the uh, the pair of socks. He's like, oh, nothing. And he drops them right there and she picks it up. Yeah, she is. Like, Danny, were you rolling my socks while we were kissing? 
And Danny admits he's like, all right, it's true. I was making out and folding laundry. Uh, Dan, uh, he, he, I can understand what she says next because he takes her by the shoulders and says, Karen, listen to me. I can open up a whole new world for you. A wondrous world of mops and brooms and dustbusters. Dishes you can see yourself in and tabletops that smell like lemon trees. She looks visibly scared. Like, who is this guy? I mean, she didn't even know anything about Danny when she dropped Stephanie off. She just took a chance. Like, oh, he sounds like a decent human being. And we were just sitting here eating. Yeah. (sighs) Sometimes some people do seem like that. And then you get them alone. And then you see their real personality emerge. And you're like, I don't think I'm going to be able to gel with this. And toy, he says, and toilet water as blue as a Jamaican lagoon. Karen can't get off that couch and away from Danny fast enough. And she says, Danny, you're scaring me. She even has her hands up in surrender. Like, but please don't, don't touch me. And Danny's like, well, I mean, Karen, your furniture's under here somewhere. Well, you're sitting on her couch. Most of it is uncovered. It's got this really gorgeous Aztec pattern to it that I really really like with you know diamonds and stuff and he asked her like don't you wonder what it looks like well her couch actually now that I think about it does not have any clothes on it where did all those clothes go that were there a minute ago and she (laughs) definitely thinks that Danny needs some uh, some type of psychological help or something he's like isn't there a place you can go like over cleaners anonymous or something danny of course takes offense to oh very funny and then he's like well look maybe we don't have as much in common as we thought we did well to be completely honest karen looks like she is probably maybe five years younger than danny like probably closer to jesse's age than danny's and danny says maybe i should just go he puts his hand on the door handle and says, I'm sorry. And she says, yeah, me too. He all but called him a weirdo. He does look concerned. Like, Danny, you need to talk to somebody about this. Because this is not healthy. I mean, I may be only 26, but... Or 24. But there's something going on here that you haven't uh, come to grips with. And he says, bye. And she says, Bye. Oh, he must have cleaned it up too long. Danny, are you cleaning up my apartment? No, I was just looking for your coffee table. <laughs> Found it. Forget about that mess. How do you take your coffee? Uh, clean. Uh, I mean in a clean cup. Uh, with uh, milk and uh, coffee, of course. <laughs> and some sweet and tidy. Uh, clean and low. Oh, just black would be fine. You seem a little tense. You want to sing Blue Moon again? No, don't worry about me. I'm as loose as a goose. Come on. All right. And a boy. (laughs) And a girl. (laughs) You know, it's amazing how your life can change in an instant. One minute I was eating a turkey sandwich and Next thing you know, I was kissing you. Surprised me, too. (laughs) What are you doing? Nothing. Danny, you were 
my socks while we were kissing. All right, it's true. I was making out and folding laundry. Karen, listen to me. I can open up a whole new world for you. A wondrous world of mops and brooms and dustbusters. Dishes you can see yourself in and tabletops that smell like lemon trees and toilet water as blue as a Jamaican lagoon. Danny, you're scaring me. Well, Karen, your furniture's under here somewhere. Don't you wonder what it looks like? Isn't there a place you can go for help? Like Overcleaners Anonymous. Very funny. Maybe we uh, don't have as much in common as we thought we did. Maybe I should just go. I'm sorry. Me too. Bye. Bye. So now we go back to the house, and of course, the B plot of the episode. DJ is pleading with Michelle. They're both on the couch. Michelle's arms are folded across like she is over this nonsense. As DJ says, please, just tell me where you hid Uncle Jesse's keys so we can get on with the rest of our lives. Have you, okay, have you honestly ever lost something, misplaced something, and the fact that you feel like you can't move on to something else or think about anything else until you find it and then you feel like your life is complete again and you can move on? I felt that way. So whether it's with something I can't find or something I misplaced or it's a, a problem that has come up and I'm trying to find a solution and I just feel like once we pass this hurdle I can go back to feeling semi-normal again <laughs> or, my, or something like that. And Michelle's adamant. She says, I did not hide the key. And DJ says, oh, I know it will make you talk. And she says, it's time for the tickle rocket. So she goes with her index fingers and starts tickling Michelle. And you see Michelle and And DJ says, okay, now, where are the keys? And Michelle again says, I don't know. Tickle me again. (laughs) Here comes Stephanie with a bribe in the form of an orange popsicle. Michelle, look what I have. Michelle's eyes are just so big. Like, a popsicle! I have not had a popsicle since, I swear, since I was a child. It's been that long. Always, it, honestly, does it ever feel like when you're an adult and you try something you used to have as a kid and it just doesn't, either it doesn't taste the same or it just doesn't have that magicalness surrounding it. Like the, the first time you, you're a kid and you have a Slurpee or something just the greatest tasting thing like you ever have i mean i tried to i i remember i swear on myself that slurpee the 7-eleven had an original flavor slurpee that was just pink or something i don't know like an original slurpee flavor so ever since then when i found a 7-eleven they're plentiful all over the place here in texas apparently and i tried you know they had like blue raspberry or cherry and there's nothing wrong with them you know they're okay but it's not that original slurpy flavor and i swear there has got to had had to have been in like 1989 or 1990 or maybe 1988 i can't remember six seven or eight years old i had a slurpy 
It was an original flavor. It was pink. And I, 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 I need to look that up because I just, I haven't found that original Slurpee flavor yet. It's always some other type of flavor. And I'm just, I'm waiting for that. Like, when I was 17 and I hadn't had Hawaiian Punch since I was like six, as soon, it's like a food flashback. It takes you back to like the last time you had it and that's exactly how I felt. But now we're getting ahead of ourselves here. We're get, I'm getting off the topic here of Michelle's beautiful popsicle. That's another thing about popsicles. My aunt would buy a box of popsicles. Usually the last two remaining flavors that always seemed to be left in the box after every other flavor was taken was lime and orange. And I don't know why. I mean, if I had to choose between orange and lime, I'd probably go orange over lime. Like, lime's okay, but I like orange. I do believe, like, blue and red were, like, the first ones. And then I think grape was the other one that were picked up. You know, those ones went first. It's kind of like when my dad would buy the Neapolitan ice cream. And he wouldn't go, like, because we did I don't think we even owned an ice cream scoop. Um, and he wouldn't go across, like, I guess you're supposed to do with a Neapolitan ice cream because you got your strawberry vanilla chocolate. He would go individually to, like, chocolate would go first, I think, and then strawberry. And then vanilla would pretty much be the one that sits there and is iced over. <laughs> So Stephanie goes over with the orange popsicle and has Michelle, you know, take, like, you get one lick of this. Okay. You've had a taste. Now. And she starts, like, moving the popsicle in front of Michelle's face, almost like she's dangling one of those, you know, little watches on a chain. You can have the wrist when you tell us where the keys are. Like, she's trying to mesmerize her into talking. Like, come on, Michelle. Where are the keys? And Michelle just looks at that popsicle with her eyes like, I don't know. <laughs> Please, just tell me where you hid Uncle Jesse's key so we can get on with the rest of our lives. I did not hide the key. <laughs> I know it'll make you talk. It's time for the Tickle Rockets. <laughs> okay, now where are the keys? I don't know. Take me again. <laughs> Michelle, look what I have. A popsicle. Take a lick. You can have the rest when you tell us where the keys are. I don't know. So, Jesse comes down the stairs like, oh, this is crazy. I've looked through every trash can in the house and I still no keys. I would like to hope that he used plastic gloves when he went through those trash cans, but odds are, probably not. I hope he washed his hands with soap and water. And DJ looks up at Jesse and is like, well, she, she won't crack. I mean, maybe she really didn't do it. And Jesse says, oh, sure, the, jail, the jails are full of people who swear they didn't do it. So, Jesse grabs Michelle under the arms and puts her on the end of the coffee table. It's like, all right, come here, you. Now, listen, I know that you took my keys. And Michelle, yeah, she's like, I did not. And he says, you did too. 
and she says, I did not. <laughs> Just back and forth, back and forth. So Joey, I don't know why he's wearing a beret, but <laughs> he says, hey, Jess, I got you some more sardines. He's got one, two, three, four, five, six. There must have been a sale. Six cans. Well, that'll last him the weekend, hopefully. And Jesse turns to look at Joey, and Joey says, Oh, by the way, you left your keys in the front door. That is dangerous, especially since those are house keys. Anybody walking along could have taken those keys and had access to your house. Granted, it's Danny's house, but still, that is so dangerous. Yeah, the way that Joey's like, you know, you left your keys in the front door. Like, Jesse, this sounds like something I would do. I thought you were smarter than that. Still, Jesse's like, what? I did not. And Joey says, did too. Look. And they're right there in the door. Yeah, Jesse pulls them out of the door handle and turns. And he's embarrassed, of course, for, you know, accusing Michelle. You know, <laughs> hi, wave. And I love how Michelle just does a little wave back. And Jesse goes over to Michelle and says, Michelle, you really didn't take the keys. And Michelle says, I told you so. I was like, yeah, she was being honest. And Jesse says, will you forgive me and still be my best friend? She says, well, why not? Aw, and she kisses him on the nose. That's adorable. Michelle goes over to Stephanie as she hops off off the uh, edge of the coffee table and says, popsicle pee, please. And Stephanie says, here you go. God, it's crazy. I went through every trash can of this house. Still no keys. She won't crack. Maybe she really didn't do it. Oh, sure. And the jails are full of people who swear they didn't do it. <laughs> Come here, you. Now, listen. I know that you took my keys. I did not. You did, too. I did not. You did, too. I did not. You did, too. I did not. Hey, Jess, got some more sardines. <laughs> By the way, you left your keys in the front door. What? I did not. Did too. Did not. Did too. Did not. <laughs> Why is he wearing a beret? He's wearing a purple green sleeve jacket. You really didn't take my keys. I told you so. You forgive me and still be my best friend? Well, why not? <laughs> Go, please. Go. Uh, Danny comes in, his jacket off, as he's got it thrown around across his back. And they're like, hey, Dad, how's it going? So what happened with Karen? And he picks up Michelle and says, yeah, I had a very nice time. And, of course, yeah, Jesse and Joey are like, yeah, all right, great. And Stephanie and DJ are all like, yeah, we're the love connection. <laughs> Well, it wasn't exactly a love connection. They do the little finger gun at each other. Danny does clarify, clear things up. Like, girls, it's it's not what you think, all right? Karen and I have just decided we're just going to be friends. DJ goes over and puts a hand on Danny's shoulder. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, Dad. But don't worry. Steph and I know a lot of eligible women. She says, Steph and I, I know plenty of single women. And DJ turns to Steph and he says, Come on, let's go make a list. Let's start making a list. Oh, boy. And Stephanie's first suggestion is, how about that lady who cuts Dad's hair? DJ turns and says, Steph, that's a man. And Stephanie's surprised. She's like, it is? 
Hey, everybody. Hey, hey what's going on? So, what happened with Karen? Uh, I had a very nice time. All right, great. All right. With a love connection. <laughs> Girls, it's not what you think. Karen and I have decided we're just going to be friends. Oh, I'm sorry, Dad. But don't worry. Steph and I know plenty of single women. Come on, let's go start making a list. Okay. How about that lady who cuts Dad's hair? Steph, that's a man. <laughs> it is? So, Joey cuts to the chase here. He asks Danny, like, so, Danny, what excuse did you use this time? And Danny says, I don't know what you mean. What are you talking about? And Joey says, well, I mean, you find something wrong with every girl you go out with. It's like he's trying to find the next version of Pam. He says, I don't know what you're talking about, and turns to Michelle and says, come on, Michelle, let's go finish the, that popsicle in the kitchen. So, since Jesse's got his keys, he figures may as well go to rehearsal. And Joey's like, wait, Dan Jesse, help me with Danny. And Jesse says, well, I gotta get it. I gotta go to rehearsal. And, of course, Joey says, you're already six hours late. What's a couple more minutes? Are you telling me none of the rippers called the house and asked where Jesse was? Like, hey, Jess, um, we're still standing outside since you have the keys to the hall. Can you, oh, you know what? Yeah, on second thought, we waited like an hour and then we all decided we had lives and we decided to like go continue to go about them. Joey Henry says, you're already six hours late. What's a couple more minutes? And he smacks Jesse up the back of the head. And Jesse just kind of smirks at that. So, Danny, what excuse did you use this time? What do you mean? I mean, you find something wrong with every girl you go out with. I don't know what you're talking about. Come on, Michelle. Let's finish that popsicle in the kitchen. I'll see you, Jojo. Oh, come on, Jess. You got to help me with Danny. Got to go to my rehearsal. You're already six hours late. What's a couple more minutes? <laughs> so joey wants the dates like danny come on level with me what happened and danny's like what well, we had a great time we went out for chinese food we sang on the ferry and then we went back to her apartment and jesse is like her apartment oh yeah tell us tell us we want the deets so danny says well it was then that i found out that i had spent the entire day kissing a slob jesse and joey just look at each other mouths agape like no yeah danny says her place was a pigsty there were clothes everywhere don't know when they were washed last didn't ask Danny says, I thought her hamper exploded. And Danny asks himself, like, why is it every girl you go out with has something wrong with her? Like, I don't think the problem is necessarily with the girl, Danny. I think it might be with you. Your standards are too high. Or he's just very overly picky and selective, which, I mean, you're just dating, you know, going out on dates. It's not anything that's going to lead to marriage. But that, I mean, that doesn't mean that he can't have some sort of standards. And Danny kind of chucks it up to, hey, maybe it's luck, bad luck, maybe it's fate. And Jesse's like, maybe it's you? And Danny's like, well, how could it be me? And Joey says, you're going nuts looking for the perfect woman. And Joey says, there's no such thing as the perfect woman. And Danny says, yes, there is. 
I was married to her. And Jesse lets us know that Pam wasn't exactly perfect. She did have her flaws. And Jesse is real with Danny. Like, hey, look, Pam was my sister and I loved her very, very much. Yeah, he's like, well, come on, man. I mean, she was always late. She spent way too much time in the bathroom. Well, yeah, as you grew up with her, she probably did. But what were her faults that... <laughs> As an adult, Jesse. And he says, when I was little, she used to hold me down and stick carrots up my nose. Ew. That'd mess with your sinus cavity. <laughs> Jesse says, trust me, she wasn't perfect. And Joey says, Danny, she seemed perfect to you because you loved her. That's the thing. Sometimes with people that we love, we can, you know, forgive, the, forgive them their faults and everything. And what people might find annoying about someone, you actually may find endearing. And Jesse even says, you know, Danny, the bottom line here is that you're afraid to get close to somebody. And that's why Danny looks for something wrong in girls that he goes out with. Because he's putting these girls to a standard of Pam level. And that's not fair to the girls that he goes out with. It's like, no one is going to measure up to this perfect woman you know, of your wife that you have built in your mind. And Danny looks at Jesse and asks, I do that? And you're like, yes, Mr. Her earlobes aren't perfect. Yeah, Jesse says, you gotta start looking for what's right in people. And he says, otherwise, you're gonna miss out on somebody who can make your life a whole lot happier. Vicky, yes, we know. And... Jesse says, think about it. And then he's like, okay, I gotta get to my rehearsal. I'll see you guys. And Jesse goes, reaches into his pocket, and he's like, where are my keys? <laughs> Michelle pulls them out of her pocket. She's in her booster with her popsicle. <laughs> Michelle says, right here, give me a break. And <laughs> Jesse goes over there, goes around Michelle's side, says, hey, Michelle, look, Big Bird. And he, take, he chomps on that popsicle. She really, yeah, went to town on that popsicle. There's not much left. But then again, being under those hot set lights, I mean, I'm surprised that her her hand isn't all, like, wet with orange popsicle juice. I love how he takes a bite, has this big grin on his face, and then he, like, wiggles his eyebrows at her as Michelle smiles. All right, Danny, what happened? We had a great time. We uh, went out for Chinese food, and then we sang on the ferry, and then we went back to her apartment. Her apartment? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it was then that I found out that I had spent the entire day kissing a slob. <gasps> no! <laughs> the place was a pigsty. There were clothes everywhere. I thought her hamper exploded. Uh, why is it every girl I go out with has something wrong with her? Maybe it's bad luck. Maybe it's fate. Maybe it's you. How could it be me? Danny, you're making yourself nuts looking for the perfect woman. There's no such thing as the perfect woman. Yes, there is. I was married to her. And Pam was my sister. And I loved her very, very much. Come on, man. She was always late. She spent way too much time in the bathroom. When I was little, she used to hold me down and stick carrots up my nose. <laughs> Trust me, she wasn't perfect. Danny, she seemed perfect to you because you loved her. 
Dan, the bottom line here is that you're afraid to get close to somebody. So you look for something wrong in every girl you go out with. I do that. Yes, Mr. Her earlobes aren't perfect. <laughs> I mean, you gotta start looking for what's right in people. Otherwise, you're gonna miss out on someone who can make your life a whole lot happier. Think about it. Okay. Gotta go to my rehearsal. I'll see you guys. See you. Where are my keys? Hey, Neil, give me a break. Hey, Michelle, look, Big Bird. So Danny goes back over to Karen's apartment, and I like how he like pulls like one part of his tucked-in shirt out, so it's hanging over his the top half of his pants. Like I can go with this. She'll see I'm a slob too, and then it'll be a match made in heaven. Then he decides after he knocks on the door, I'll tuck my shirt back in. <coughs> is this the same day? Cause Karen is wearing the same exact outfit. Apparently did not call her to ask if he could come over because she's surprised that he's there when she opens the door like, Danny. And he's like, hi, Karen, can I come in? He kind of rolls her eyes and she's like, sure. It's like, what is he going to make fun of now? In fact, I'm still wearing the clothes that we went out in this afternoon. And, and Danny immediately puts his hands up. He's like, apologizing. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I came in here before and I saw this mess on... And then he looks around, and it's all cleaned up. And he asks, uh, am I in the right apartment? And Karen says, yes, Danny. I Believe it or not, I do know how to clean up. And Danny says, Karen, look, I didn't give you a fair chance. I'm sorry. He says, I didn't give us a fair chance. No, Danny, you really didn't. You pretty much judged her just based on her apartment. And, I mean, you had fun all afternoon. And, it was like, as soon as he saw that messy apartment, he's like, I can't handle this. I can't have a relationship with a person like that. that's like this. And I get her excuses. You know, she's been busy, so she really has not had time to clean. And Karen, who's crossed her, you know, crosses her arm, says, well, it just seems more like you, it just seems like you care more about my mess than me. That he cared more about the fact that he couldn't get past her messy apartment and really see the girl that he enjoyed spending time with. It's like, that's all he could focus on. And Danny is honest with her. He says, well, look, the truth is, I really started to like you and it scared me. And Danny says, you know, but from now on, I'm going to be a lot more flexible and more willing to compromise. Com compromise? Um, he says, because you are the best thing that's coming to my life since spray and wash, which I don't know. That must be a laundry term or a laundry product. Like you spray it on, you wash it. And Karen's smiling. She's like, okay, I'll take that as a compliment. And she, you know, he asks her, like, so you, will you go out with me again? And she says, of course I will. And he, I like how that he asks, like, do you mind if I hug you? And she's like, hug away. <laughs> And yeah, he hugs her. He says, I do this a lot as he pats her back and says, you better get used to it. Danny, just when he breaks away from the hug, he looks like your place is, it looks so nice. Says, yeah, but I don't know where anything is. And Danny asks, well, where'd you put all your stuff? And she's like, right here. She shoved it, everything into the armoire or whatever closet thing that is. It's like a freestanding closet. 
Danny says, you know, don't worry, I remember where everything goes. And he starts pulling stuff out and just throwing it all over the apartment. He just starts pulling out magazines, tossing them on the floor, items of clothing, throwing them on the floor. Like, just like, hey, I accept you and your mess. Let's give this another shot. <laughs> Hi, Karen. Can I come in? Sure. I'm sorry. I, I came in here before and I saw this mess and... Am I in the right apartment? Yes, Danny. Believe it or not, I do know how to clean up. Karen, I didn't give you a fair chance. I didn't give us a fair chance. Well, it just seems like you cared more about my mess than me. Well, the truth is, I really started to like you, and it scared me. But from now on, I'm going to be a lot more flexible and more willing to compromise, because you are the best thing that's come into my life since spray and wash. Take that as a compliment. So, will you go out with me again? Of course I will. Oh, do you mind if I hug you? Hug away. <laughs> I do this a lot. You better get used to it. Your place looks so nice. Yeah, but I don't know where anything is. Well, where'd you put all your stuff? Right here. <laughs> don't worry. I remember where everything goes. These magazines, yeah, they were like right there. All right, so best outfit of the episode. As I said, I'm going to give it to Stephanie's leotard. Runner-up, second place. I want to give it to Michelle's adorable, like, blue with white little uh, dress. And she had the pigtails. She had, like, a white little turtleneck on underneath. Um, let's see. Worst outfits? As much as I love the color red in any shade, you know how I am not a fan of turtlenecks. So worst outfit's going to go to Karen's burgundy colored turtleneck. Tanner teachable moment. Um, look, we all sometimes have people come over once in a while and our place may not be the greatest looking. Uh, we might leave dishes in the sink. We might have thrown a piece of clothing on a couch or whatever. Just don't, don't judge people like that. All right. Just, just. It's not cool. It's like, we've all been there. We've all, you know, we get busy with work, with school. We don't have time to always tidy up and stuff like that. So, or that. So just be, be okay. I mean, be nice about it. I mean, don't, don't be like what Danny was. Cause that was, just, it was rude. And it's like, I get it. You don't like it, but don't, <laughs> yeah, just be polite. Here's another thing I learned. Don't try to pick up their place either because you know the odds are that that person can easily be offended. Like, hey, I know how to clean up my own place. You don't need to do that for me. All right. So next week we will be covering the third episode in the Dating Disasters series for the month of February. Season 6, season six episode 13, The Dating Game, which aired January 5th. 1993 in 
in this episode, both Joey and Stephanie try to turn friendly dinners into romantic first dates. Josh takes Stephanie out for pizza, and Joey invites his boss, Allison, to the house for dinner. Yikes. You don't... <laughs> Talk about very, very, very awkward. If you think it's a date, you might want to let the person you're with know about it. Otherwise, it's going to be awkward, and you're just going to end up in a very uncomfortable situation that neither of you would want to be in. <laughs> just... Honestly, just for your sake and the other person that you're with. If they're giving you any signals they think that this is a date, fine. Or if you call it a date, like, hey, let's go out on a date and make sure you both know it's a date. Otherwise, don't just assume it's a date. Like I said, awkward and uncomfortable. That's the last thing you want. So I hope you enjoyed the episode, and yeah, like I said, I'll be back next week with the dating game. If you want to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Have a great weekend, everybody.